Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. And Josh Brown. Hello. Also joined by some lovely Last of Us castings. Now, we had the news last night from Hollywood Reporter that an HBO series is going ahead based on the original game. Now, I don't know if that means that it's the direct you know, adaptation of the story or if it was something set in between Last of Us 1 and 2, but the whole internet is deciding on who their Joel and Ellie and everyone else should be, so we're literally just going to dive into that as well. Um, now, me and Josh did a video that you can find on the YouTube channel where we talked about Ellie and Joel uh, as being Hugh Jackman and Caitlin Deaver, um, so we're going to kind of start with them. Let's share some Joels and share some Ellies, even though I think some of it crosses over. I think it does a little bit. I think we're still in agreement. Too. Yeah, oh, it's definitely. Like, Maybe. For me, it's still Caitlin Deaver is my first pick for Ellie. Mm-hmm. I would have Thomas and McKenzie from Leave No Trace as a backup, but mm. I think that's the perfect choice. Just go for it. Hollywood, make it happen. If, Neil, um, if buddy, you, <laughs> come on. If we actually, yeah, we should also point out that the Last of Us show is also written by Neil Druckmann, who wrote the original Last of Us and Last of Us 2, um, and it's going to be um, show run by uh, Craig Mazin, who's the dude that did Chernobyl. So it's in pretty damn good hands. This is why I'm so hyped for this. Like, the fact that we've got not only Neil Druckmann, mm. but... King of Chernobyl involved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chernobyl literally took over our office this time last year. We could not stop talking yeah. about it. And the memes that came from it, guys, mm. were It's crunching. a perfect show minus, I think, I wish the last episode was a bit better. I thought they oh. jumped over the investigation they were leading up to. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, in regards to this, uh, to get back to Ellie just quickly, I think when we mention people, we should say what they're in. Um, because yeah. Caitlin Diva, uh, she was my pick for Ellie as well. Because um, she's from Unbelievable, uh, which is like this Netflix um, show about like a, a rape victim just looking to get justice for you know what's uh, happened to her um, but also Caitlin Diva's in Booksmart so I think you kind of for Ellie you kind of need to walk both those lines you need someone who is kind of vulnerable and looks like they you know have demons they have something that they need to get out of them but also they have that playful sort of fiery banter nature at the heart yeah I think she's been great in everything I've seen mm. her and suddenly I have not seen Unbelievable but like I said in the video Y'all morning, should. she's in um, a film called Short Term 12 and actually a few of my other picks are in that movie a lot Ooh. of them are kind of sharing similar films because I feel like they excel in these very specific roles. And like mm. you said, Kilt and David can do that sort of emotionality of like being vulnerable and being sort of overwhelmed by an adult world, yet at the same time mm-hmm. having that, you know, charm and charisma that Ellie needs. Yeah, yeah. I think in terms of Joel, uh, we mentioned Hugh Jackman on the video. Um, I cited him, I think we both did, because of his performance in Prisoners. Ben Rowe, do you also go with Hugh Jackman? See, I think Hugh Jackman would be... He's just the look and everything. Home after Logan's one in Prisoners. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they could get him. Then like, let's not worry about budgets and stuff. Like let's just me, go with Dreamcasting. Uh, 
Dreamcast in. If he's Dreamcast in. yourself. <laughs> if he was a bit younger, Vigo. Vigo yeah. Mortensen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. The Road. Oh, yeah, or, yeah the, totally. Or History road, of Violence yeah. style. Josh Brolin, I could see in the, uh, in the role as well. Brolin was someone who, when they, um, when they initially announced the movie, I thought he would be perfect for it. But um, Brolin's such a lovely man. Well, Not that Hugh Jackman isn't. You say this, but he, he literally, like, killed half the universe in <laughs> um, Avengers. I mean, that energy is like, his Thanos energy is like a cool, calm, calculate. I mean, he could do post-torture scene Joel or during torture scene Joel when he's just trying to find Ellie and he's all methodical and popping kneecaps left, right and center. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like a fire to Hugh Jackman that I feel uh, Josh doesn't have. And they're the father from... A Quiet Place, uh, John... John Klasinski? Yeah. I, uh-huh. can, I can kind of see that, you I know. I can see I that as well. I, as, a, as a big Jack Ryan fan, he's there's something about Klasinski that I think walks a great line between... he Like, he looks quite goofy. I'm not meant to insult the man, but he does have quite a large nose and big eyes. He, oh, would, it, he would need a bit of gruff added to him. Like, well, everyone needs a layer of dirt on them. Yeah, first. in season one, like he, like I said, he walks that line. He's, quite like a, he's like a goofy, lovable character, but they throw him into these great scenarios. Totally recommend season one of Jack Ryan. Oh my God, it's brilliant. And then in season two, they give him a big old beard and they sort of like dirty him up a bit. That's kind of him back I mean, down to like it. I, the the past couple of things I've seen him in, I I'm fully convinced that he can do that sort of intense mm. role. But it took me so long to get over the fact that he was Jim from The Office. I've like, never seen I, The Office, oh, not the American Office. That's anyway, all I could see Scott when I watched <laughs> him on screen. I refused to watch the American Office because uh, the British one was so good. Maya Lee as well, by the way, jumping yes. back in. Sophia Lillis from It. The- ah, yeah. see, see, that is a. Decent shower. Yeah, my wife thought um, uh, Sophia Lillis as well, who's the yeah the main the ginger girl from it. Yeah. Um, who I thought she looked a bit too like powerful and accomplished. I kind of wanted someone who was more vulnerable and looked like they needed someone to like protect them, quote unquote. Whereas she seems like she could just take on the world already. I think because Ellie, I don't know how we we get the story stuff a bit later. And we yeah. We, well, let's just say I, I uh, say if like this was, spoilers. If this was say like an eight episode season of the entire game, I mm. feel like. By like episode two or three, three maybe, mm-hmm. Ellie would already be sort of like a bit confident. Yeah. And I don't think you need that weakness for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then comes back obviously later on with the David stuff. So I think Sophia would be, be able to play a good, strong like female role. For I think for part. me, because she's so like forthright and really strong in the show, like she kind of like helps lead that group or, you know, like for the most part is like a really good presence in those movies. Um, that doesn't ring true as Ellie for me, but she does have like both sides anyway. Um, other people, um, unless you want to talk more about Joel and Ellie, we can move on to Tess. Uh, obviously, Ellen Page fairly. What were you saying? No, that's no. not at all, Ben <laughs> Roy. That was the thing that last night people were like, oh, I just care. I mean, it could be like a whole full circle. Maybe thing. if we were talking back in the days of what, X-Men 2, maybe? But yeah. not now. I mean, there was the whole thing, obviously, when uh, The Last of Us first started being shown in the original artwork, Ellie did look bang on, nigh on identical to Ellen Page. That was like every thumbnail for ages. Yeah, and obviously Ellen Page addressed that and they said, oh, sorry, like it's not meant to be you. And then whatever, she wasn't a big fan. Um, but now I think that like she, she's either she's either too old to be Ellie or just her like her general sort of like energy or dynamism on screen isn't really the same too old I think literally yeah. too mm. old I think Ellen Page is like still awesome but yeah. I mean yeah she can't play it. a teenager no yeah. unless they age the whole thing up and they like if they had Last of Us 2 as a TV show they could get older Ellen Page oh see I want to do this as an entirely different yeah. one yeah. I'd like to recast the Last of Us for <laughs> season actually two. then I would totally have Josh Brolin as old as Joel but yeah. for a 14 year old yo I think that we 
I think even Sophia Lillis is maybe a bit too old for that, but I think mm. you can still get her in for this. I think you can age them a little bit. It's not too bad. Uh, in terms of test, now this one I thought was quite hard, but to be honest, um, back when uh, The Last of Us, when I was playing through The Last of Us the first time, when I was watching Tess on screen, um, I remember thinking that, um, that Anna Wershing would be a great person to play her if they ever did a movie. And weirdly, that is the voice of her. Um, Annie Wershing was in 24, uh, like season six-ish. Um, and she's just this really great, she's the one when they finally give Jack Bauer like a missile um, after Terry dies earlier on in the early seasons um, it's Anna Wershing that sort of like manages to kind of go toe to toe with him um, and she kind of has that like that sort of fire to her that grit to her I think you could um, I would like to have her in that role where you know you don't have any makeup on you yeah. make her this gang leader this person who has this reputation because I love that bit at the start of the game when you're walking through all the other gang areas and everyone just knows who she is and respects her and it's like you need someone that can command that the role. first time you see Tess she comes in to Joel's apartment and she's like bleeding a bit yeah. from where she's had she's just beat up two lads and then she just goes straight to like uh, some whiskey and is like there we go let's go yeah. I don't think Anna Wersh she shouldn't be recast I think she should play herself but mm -hmm. if I was going to recast her I'd either go Emily Blunt or mm. maybe oh Blunt's a shout <sighs> Quiet Place Energy Emily Blunt I can click now. What? Oh, that's the first <laughs> one I've ever that's the first one I've ever uh, Michelle oh, I can't say it, pronounce the second name let me see let me see where are we looking uh, there, Monaghan. Oh, yeah, Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, Mah Monaghan. Uh -huh. Michelle Mon Why would I know that name? Who is Michelle Monaghan? You'll, uh, you'll, as they frantically Google, yeah. Michelle Monaghan has been in many, many things, even though I can't pluck one off the top <laughs> of my head. Something very recently, though. Um, we'll just, we'll just oh, it okay, yeah. Mission Impossible 3. Yes. That's where I know <laughs> Michelle Monaghan from. Good, oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, I like I know her face and I know her from many things. Source code as well. There I, you go. Right. I don't know about this one, Ben Roy. Too friendly. That's what. I, no, that, that that she's my third choice. My first choice is um, Annie Wershon. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Josh, who was your test going to be? I would. Uh, well, the thing is, you mentioned a really great point there because for a lot of these characters, they are played already by people established in TV or film, so you could mm. literally swap in those actors. But for me, the perfect. Tess is Kerry Russell, which you might have only seen in... Have you uh, seen her eyeballs in her, Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, her eyeballs in Rise of Skywalker. Yes. She played, I forget the name, the bounty hunter who's a kind of... Sorry a, Bliss. Sorry Bliss. Bliss, yeah. Man, hey. that, that movie was forgettable. But, yep. um, Four stars. Kerry, Kerry Russell. Don't be an absolute <laughs> madman, Ben Roy. Let's not... Let's carry on. Let's, let's carry not on. derail his podcast, Ben Roy, with your mad, mad jokes. Um, Kerry Russell is in my favorite TV show of all time, The Americans, and she is just so, so good at playing that kind of, that sort of no-nonsense gruff character that Tess is, especially at the mm. beginning. She can just carry herself so well. She's great in action scenes. She has a sort of sense of warmth, but also intimidation when she needs to be. And I think she kind of looks the part as well. Mm -hmm. And for me, Kerry Russell should be in everything all the time, but I think specifically she would make a great Tess. I think she excels in having a kind of a bit part, but making that her own mm -hmm. and making it stand out which I think is what you need for Tess who's only really in a little bit of the story but I know. makes such an impact I, can, I was saying before we should do like light spoilers but I think for the sake of discussing like the character like the big moments like I mean Our Last of Us is like seven years old yeah. I'm sorry if you listen to a Last of Us podcast then at this point you should be you should be aware. Spoilers, yeah. So yeah, we obviously we have to go like yeah. Tess is going to have to have that big scene where she has to compel Joel to to leave to carry on to actually take on the mission and go with Ellie. Um, as she realizes that she's been bitten, and I think you do need someone that can completely like dominate that scene. Honestly, my dudes, watch the Americans. <laughs> it is so good. It is so emotional, and she can totally, totally do that. Okay, I like the idea of that. Um, remember who was your test going to be? I know you had your yeah. three before, didn't you? I'm excited for Bill though. I want to tell you, big bad Bill. Bill. We should talk about Bill. Um, Bill's the dude that Joel and Ellie come across. Uh, I don't know, like a third of the way 
way through. Um, guy who lives by himself, and you you find out that he's actually had a relationship with this other guy who like he leaves a note behind, and you're the person that gives the note to Bill, and you get to like you know realize he's like he realizes that he's like a, a piece of he's, s, and that's why they've all left. So him. set in his ways that he's driven this guy to try it, like basically commit suicide mm-hmm. by trying to get this engine out of the school. He does all the hard lifting for you, but you still have to fight a big man blower in there. Yeah. But I think <laughs> yeah. Bill is like a really good like. A lovable dick. Well, that's the thing, right? Because you kind of want a guy that on the face, because Ellie like makes fun of him and, and that kind of stuff. You kind of want someone who looks like a mess, but then yeah. really does not a heart of gold, but a heart's in the right place, does help you out eventually. He's fixed up this whole town as well, yeah. to be fair, pretty well. So he's like... Gives you some weapons. And then every now and then in his way, he's just like, no, I'm now going to be awkward for no reason. Which yeah. is why I think Haley Joel Osmond this should be Bill. madness. Why? Why is that madness? I've heard you say this about three times and I still can't get my head around it. Scott, please convince well, me I just, as to why um, Haley Joel I, the thing is you've got to look at a picture of him more recently because he's filled out a bit he's a little bit bigger now in, in the best way possible I think he could be the kind of face that you come across him and like he can be war torn he's got his big beard on and he looks at the kind of guy that would just I don't know he fits I think he has that you look at him and you don't want him to be this broken down individual and I don't know I, f- I feel like he could walk between the two I feel like he could be this guy and it would it's not stun casting but it would be like what and then it would work for me because it's the, it, you know? the contrasting energies I find they are a little bit for me I'd only worry that he might be a bit too young to play Bill because in my head Bill's a bit Age older. doesn't matter in castings. But you're right they could change it around and that could be an interesting mm. shot. I wouldn't expect it and it would be surprising <laughs> and I think I'm kind of getting one around on it the more we talk the thing about is, it a they, little bit. Ben Roy you've played Last of Us recently so I don't know how much Bill's, times. Bill's age matches up with um, uh, Joel's. Like yeah. they know each other from like years back so I guess you can't have a too young a Bill because they need to have no, Bill ro- needs to, rolled together. I reckon... Bill's older than Joel, so I, okay. I, I think you need Bill to be sort of like, he needs to have some like age and damage on his face, mm. and that's why, for my Bill, Mark Booney Jr. Ah, perfect. see, this is Who's that? Oh, Who's, that? Who's that? Who's that? Give it a little Google while we're talking about how great Or you he is. tell the listeners. Have you seen Batman Begins? Oh, sorry, how... He's in Batman Begins <laughs> as a... Is he a gangster in that film? No, he's sort of like a, a crooked cop. The, the thing where I'm thinking about him from most is from 30 Days a Night. Yeah. Because he, <laughs> he actually plays that sort of like Bill character where he sort of isolated himself alone from okay. all sort of like the demon vampires and sort of thing. And he's just like, oh, I'm doing what I want. Right. And he's... He plays that sort of grumpy yeah. old dick so, so well. <laughs> and he's, he wants to be helpful. And he's kind of got the good heart that you can see through Bill's eyes every now and then. But then again, like... Every time he helps, he there's a caveat. There. Then he does his own thing, and then in like he just obviously in the Last of Us uh, kind of spoils. He doesn't sacrifice himself and die, but he kind of like feels like he almost goes to that extent. Yeah, the same vibes I get from Thirty Days of Night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Josh, who was your Bill? Um, I have a couple of choices for this. First, I think William H Macy would be a really good Bill. Ooh. Have you seen uh, Shameless or Fargo? Fargo, or... Jurassic Park Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, he's, he's too like weedy though like he's really small and weedy I think he, I think he's got that kind of uh, what, what would you even scrappiness about him he's you know, with, like, like a the, prepper yeah like a yeah. prepper you know like grow the hair out get the beard but more or less what he looks like in Shameless yep. and have that same kind of chromogeny yet capable sort of approach yeah you said Shameless the main dude from Shameless <laughs> they used to be the guy in the UK version of not the show not the UK version <laughs> no, <laughs> no way yeah, the guy is so Bill he's got Bill energy left right and center if you're going to cast him you might as well go back to Will L. Brown who did Bill perfectly in the game so I don't know what that guy looks like but I know what the dude yes. from Shameless looks like he well, looks like Bill well my second choice was Bruce Campbell oh, that, oh, is, God. that is kind of stunt casting that's your Haley Joel Osmond that yeah <laughs> I, 
I had a bit of a banner when I went for Jeff Daniels as my like, second one. <laughs> That's, I love that we've just lost our minds on Bill. Like, well, the thing is, to me, I guess it's going to depend on, because the thing is, I haven't played Last of Us in a couple of years, but to me, Bill is the guy that, like, you know, you come across him, he seems like this guy that will help you out, but he's very much out for himself. And then you, like, you get that little humanity, that human moment where you remind him of his relationship and everything else. But he, he gives you a car, he gives you weapons, and he lets you go on your way. So it needs to be both sides of that coin. It needs to be someone who looks at their art for themselves and they've become self obsessed, but they do have that, they do still care about their fellow human. Yeah, just enough. Yeah, to he's, help he's, you he's reluctant to help you, but secretly he wants to help you. And he wants yeah, to be yeah, yeah. And he's enjoying the company of the first time yeah. in ages. Mm-hmm. I think all the ones you've mentioned can, can you know, embody those. Haley Joel. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm still, I'm still mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to Tommy. Now, this one, um, I was, I feel like there's a perfect casting for Tommy out there, and I couldn't think of it in the five minutes we gave Troy Baker. Before we came out, so I was going to say Ben Roy. I was going to say ben, uh, Troy Baker. So I Troy don't Baker. know this. We don't script, but uh, Troy Baker, obviously, because yes. we can't have him as Joel. Because like, I don't think the aesthetic works at all for Joel no. for Troy Baker at all. So, well, he, Mr. Troy Baker is a very voluptuous man who's yes. very clean cut and slick. And I think that Tommy needs to be that warm presence. Like, he needs to be the guy that has like settled down and has the um, you know the settlement that they go to and that kind of thing. So, like, you need someone who will light up a, a scene, even though it's going to be Chernobyl style tone. <laughs> Or whatever. I dig this. I want to see our friend Troy. I don't know why I just <laughs> referred to him as I that. wish he was my friend. But uh, yeah, I think he, like the guy's so good. He is so good at um, not only just voice acting, but actual performance capture. Mm. I think he carries himself really well, and I want to see him in more live action stuff. And I think it's it's almost a no-brainer to put him in The Last of Us TV show, at least in some capacity. I think Tommy's a good role. Mm-hmm. It's sort of small enough where it wouldn't be distracting. And like you said, he has the mm-hmm. warmth that that character needs, and also the look is almost more or less spot. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I 
both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. On. Just long-haired white man. Yeah, just, essentially. Looks, looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he could also, like, you could see him actually challenging a Joel on screen as well. Like, mm. actually, like, stand up to Joel and mm-hmm. telling him, like, what? I can't I can't just take Ellie Fighting and do this Jack for you. Yeah. yeah. I do have an alternate choice, though. Go on. Ben Foster, who I want to put in this project somehow. Yeah. Ben Foster, I think, would be the perfect Tommy. If you couldn't get Troy Breaker, Breaker Troy <laughs> Baker in Toy Breaker. For whatever reason. It's Friday. Ben Foster is so good. You need to watch the film Leave No Trace. Okay. It's awesome because I know we always think of Ben Foster as a little bit like uh, an angry, scary man in well, things I'm, like 30 Days of Night or yeah. I was just, High yeah. Water. I was going to say, you, you're, you're telling me that the main frame of reference for Ben Foster is not Angel in X-Men 3. No. No. He's, is it not like the guy with the piercings in Punisher? He's so much no. better in 30 Has he done anything night. since 2006? Yes. 30 Days so a Night? Okay. 30 Days a Night. Don't know, Hello, high water. Leave no trace. It's all good stuff. <laughs> I think he'd make a better David. We won't segue just to David Ooh, yet, but yeah, I think we'll get he'd to David make a better a bit. David. But also Josh Holloway from Lost. I, I, yeah, I mean, the thing with yeah. Josh Holloway is I love Lost. Like, Sawyer was my favorite character back then. And I, like, he would be a really good Joel, to be honest, mainly because of the, the Southern twang. But, like, his presence on... built out enough for Joel. For some yeah. reason, I feel like Joel's a bit more, got a bit more on, on the shoulders. True. He's a really good Tommy. He's a really good pick for Tommy. Um, just because every time he's on screen, he is immediately charming. Like, that was his whole character and in Lost. because we not mentioned him either, I just want to just drop his name in there mm. before we move on. Sir Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Oh, Nikolai yeah. Costa yes. as well, though. Yeah, I would dig him for Joel. Tommy. I can have him as Joel or Tommy. Yeah, last night when the when this like announcement was doing the rounds, there was a lot of people citing uh, Nikolai Kostaswaldo like alongside the likes of Caitlin Deaver or um, Ellen Page or whatever. I I don't know, man. I think like. I think it's because he's such a slick, good-looking dude that yeah. I don't think he could be Joel. But again, that makes no sense because Hugh Jackman is a slick, good-looking yeah. dude. But I feel like he could debase himself enough to be Joel. S- see him after the long night when he's just literally just so tired. You're like, oh, <laughs> throw some mud on him. Throw some blood there's, on him. A, uh, there's a movie with uh, Costas Wilder in where he plays like a psychopathic police guy, policeman. Ah. I think I saw that before I watched Game of Thrones. Right. You know? And he's like trying to, like, yeah, he's trying to hide like a trail of evidence. And at one point he drives like a big semi-truck into a police car and the police car goes flying off a cliff. It's ridiculous and dumb and Terrible. Sounds really good though. But I want some of that energy in my Joel. Me too, a little bit. I if didn't even. Him. When I was watching Game of Thrones for the first time, I wasn't convinced on him as an actor. I was convinced really? on him as a presence. Mm. But then by the later seasons, I just thought, he's, no, he's really good. You he's should listen definitely to his... grew into his role. Yeah, you should listen to his actual accent as well. The the amount, right. the, the chameleonic nature of that performance, like considering where he's actually from and what his native accent is. Every is time he posts something on Instagram, he's like, oh god, that's your voice. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, he's. I think he's actually is a phenomenal presence. But yeah, something something more like Tommy might fit him. 
better. Uh, David, so David is the dude who you come across halfway through who plays played by Nolan North in the game um, and has turned out to be a cannibal, but that doesn't come for like a, a good chunk of time after that. Um, but you need someone who is kind of, you want to be suspicious of him, but slightly trusting, so David, and then it pays off in the end. Anyway. David's such a warm character that turns so fast, but he's one of those I sort never of like... Trusted him. You say like quotes villain, mm. but he also believes entirely in what he's doing. Yeah, and he's also trying to help everyone a little bit at the same time, but also looking out for himself. My wife, and we've argued about this a lot, totally doesn't think that he's that bad. And I what? Yeah, and I'm like, he's literally a cannibal. She's like, yeah, but that's he'd like he knows what he is. He's not like going out there and just like hunting people. He just sort of assumedly comes across them. And eats them, and I can't get on board with that. I don't it's know, man. The next time I see your wife, I'm calling you out, words, wife. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she's not listening to this. But um, yeah, I just yeah. Every time we argue about this, she's always oh, justice for David. David's just doing what he has to do to get by. I'm like, are you actually mad? Yeah, I don't think you've resorted to eating people. In that I mean, sort I'm, of I've married her at this point. It's too late. It's too late. It's not right the other way. No, on the mortgage. When the last of us two comes around, man, how, you know, if, if, if David's works? resurrected, they go yeah. just some of the platoon of cannibals. She'll be flying the flag for them. Yeah, the little meat flag. So of course, I'd love to cast no North as David, but if Same. we weren't going to do that, I've just got so many like to go through like Matthew McConaughey I'd like that McConaughey's a shout yeah. McConaughey uh, I mean like Willem Dafoe is a banner one. Oh, Willem Dafoe why'd you eat your beans boy <laughs> bring him on David Morrissey Christoph oh. Waltz wait a minute what are you going way too fast David Morrissey has in the horses. governor what the governor from The Walking Dead Oh, no, no. Who am I? David Jason. David Jason. <laughs> and Delboy. Is it Del even voice? <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I mean, Marlene is in this. So. <laughs> um, what, the governor? Oh, the dude that played, yeah, the governor in The Walking Dead. I think Dead. it could be a, a, a good David, but also, okay. like, yeah, Matthew I McConaughey. I think Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He, just his natural accent has it down where it's got kind of like the warm, eerie, trusting feeling to him. Yeah. You, who just yeah. leads you into his nest. I think, I mean, yeah, for me, uh, I had Jake Gyllenhaal, which originally came from Josh saying, Josh saying, that Jakey G could be Joel um, but I think Jake Gyllenhaal just when you look at those creepy ass eyes yeah. could be someone that you you know he can draw you in and then he can flip the switch and just be by the way there's a corpse on the table and we're all having leg yeah. so it's not <laughs> not very good that's is so it? funny because that's what I'm having for tea tonight well I thought so yeah, yeah man. you can have legs I mean, it's just got to be like chicken and not human if if someone like Whacking Phoenix came out to me and was like oh can I have some of that deer like, mm. I'll give you some medicine some I think Whacking Phoenix could also do yeah a decent David. I think yeah. David's the one where they could cast so many people and I've been so okay much with fun, it. Yeah, looking at these. Yeah, exactly. Like I've got about five myself. Mm -hmm. I think any single one could take it in a kind of their own direction while still keeping that, like you said, mm. the charismatic front that can just flip on a dime and then you've got leg for dinner. Do you think? <laughs> um, do you think? Um, Segwaying for a quick sec. Do you think that they'll do something like you know the, have the David episode and have that bit because it's so isolated in the game? Like I mean, he, I think. I think you almost take Joel out from us two episodes. Mm. Yeah, like the Ellie, the Ellie segment is Ellie in the snow, mm -hmm. and then more flashbacks to. Uh, left Behind mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I think that's a two episode arc we see a bit of the job at the beginning I'm just thinking of the end. like if you're going to cast someone you want someone who'll make an impact for one episode like can really nail it I mean in Chernobyl you had some characters that were only in for like one or two episodes I, 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 it's weird with all that I think you can't fit in when they first meet and defend that little room to hmm. him fighting Ellie at the end and like her like uh, spoilers macheting him in the face I think there's too much that's to put into one episode in the game. Yeah, that's what makes me wonder whether they're going to split the first um, game into like multiple seasons mm. because you could theoretically have like I don't know a cliffhanger when Joe's injured and stuff and you have a few episodes Ooh. with just Ellie on her own while yeah. Joe's recuperating I think you do need to give those beats time to breathe so I wouldn't want I wouldn't want them to cram it all into it's weird. 10 episodes mm. or something it, like if you were going to do more than one season I wouldn't more, probably want more than two 
for no. this, this game? I, 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 I don't know. I think that they, I think it'll be like Chernobyl. I think it'll be a nigh on fully formed meaty thing with so much to dissect. I, I think it'll be one thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, they can still cliffhanger stuff like that. I, just, I feel like characters like um, like David, like Tess, like you'll get one really punchy episode where that character, that actor, gets time to shine, and then you yeah. you carry on. For my David, I've got Logan Marshall Green. Great shout. Viggo Mortensen, which actually Good. goes back to Ben, ben Roy's uh, Joel Familiar. Andy Circus. Yeah, I've got him as well. was a bit mad, but I think he could pull it off. <laughs> I was looking at some pictures of him beforehand. My legacy. That's <laughs> the could do it. best and I could do. Finally, uh, Killian Murphy. Wait a minute, okay, let's go one. Oh, Killian Murphy's such yeah. a shout. So um, to clarify, Logan Marshall Green is the dude that you might know from either Upgrade. Yep. He was in The Invitation. The Guest. Uh, the Guest. Um, I always thought he looked a lot like uh, Tom Hart. But over the years, he's, he's become more distinguished. He does look like a lot, a like lot, Tom, yeah. Like Tom Hardy, in my opinion. When he first came on the scene, it was like, oh my god, that that dude is identical to Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marshall Green, he's not like become in his career has not got to a point where he's typecast. He's but he's quite good at like picking sort of varied roles and everything. Uh, my obviously like you know I'm going to cite Upgrade as one of the best movies ever of made yeah. to be honest, and he'd be a really good shout. Um, Cillian or Killian Murphy uh, has got that gray edge to him where you never really trust him. Yes. Um, I don't know what the first movie you guys saw him in was, but mine was like red eye mine was 28 days later mine okay yeah i'm always well. curious because he was meant to have a bigger role in that tron sequel that mm. just got canned because he's in tron legacy for five minutes is he and he's like uh he's one of the lead people in like that company okay and then his whole point was he's meant to be a bit more of an untrusting person mm. in the next film yeah and i want to see him in um, a quiet place too to see how good he's going to be in that because <laughs> in that trailer there i don't know if i can trust him either in that trailer right well that's it the thing about david is i'd want to cast someone who it's it, it's at least a little bit of a surprise when mm. he turns which I think Killian Murphy it might be a little bit too untrustworthy just because she's kind of face yeah you know what I mean I mean well, I love him as an actor but if a core part of that character is the dichotomy and that tiny 1% my wife who think that he's actually defendable defensible then you do want someone who from the very beginning you go no surely not but he can walk that line yeah and then he can play it as like well this is just what I'm doing to survive and then it's like you know he's it's you know you make your own uh, your own conclusions that's, even though it's clearly wrong that's why I think like either a Sam Rockwell could be good in this role mm, and even good. even Christopher so I could see him being a bit of a shriveling smaller character and like coming across weaker mm -hmm. and then just bam uh, I'm going to eat some leg. <laughs> <laughs> Legs all round. Uh, next one down is Henry. Uh, this is the dude that you come across again. It's like halfway through. Um, Henry and his brother, whose name I forget. Sam. Sam. Um, and they, well, we don't need to go into what happens with them, but they form a, um, they're a good sort of mirror as to the relationship um, between uh, Joel and Ellie, as, as in they're two brothers that have been on the run for such a long time. And then, um, yeah, things go in a certain Henry's direction. Henry's kind of like the response one because I think his family, they, they lost their family shortly after mm. Sam was born and Henry only has about a small bit of glimpse of what it was like in the past so he's always he's more in this new world of the 20 years mm -hmm. or so that's passed mm -hmm. but I think looking at all the choices I've just been thinking over and I think Brandon Scott like the guy who plays Henry okay. in the game like yeah. He is also, I think, a TV actor as well. I think he could just fit into this perfectly. Like, considering that this is from, it's the first thing from PlayStation Productions, like they don't have any sort of need to, you know, go wider with their castings. They can actually give these people who would probably appreciate like a spot in a major Netflix TV I wouldn't, show. I wouldn't recast. Sorry, HBO show. Oh, sorry, jumping over you. I wouldn't hmm. recast uh, Tess or Henry, to be fair. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you've got these people that, like that. Yeah, I have a whole separate thing about why I think that The Last of Us is perfect and we don't need this show, quote unquote. But the, um, you know, things like that. 
that, it's like you could just take them. They're already fully formed. Just put them on screen. Uh, my shout out for Henry is Harold Perrineau, who uh, was the guy that played Michael in Lost, uh, Walt's dad. Oh, yeah. Um, who I just think aesthetically, he was the first. Even when I was playing The Last of Us, I thought he looked exactly like Perrineau. Um, I know the age, obviously, Harold is like is a good 10, 15 years older than what um, Henry is in the game. Um, but I don't think age matters to what those characters mean to the story if you take away the, the timeline of it in terms if, of. You if know, you could sell the, the Henry character between 25 and maybe like 29 I could see it mm. just so he's got a bit of the f- bit of the old past see then- for me the, the old past stuff I barely I don't even remember that like I mean for uh, me like those characters it's you know it's what happens with them that's the big like gut punch part of me replaying that recently like I just was slow walking around mm. just like listening to people talk finding all the extra conversations mm-hmm. and if you go into one room and then come out and then you, you get a conversation at the house he talks about all the barbecues mm. he remembers having and just time before that and how he wanted to get on a Harley when he was a younger boy just all those sort of things mm-hmm. that get fleshed out if, See, like an, if an you older... spend that time to walk around a bit more mm-hmm. yeah like an older uh, Henry Wood with all that would work then it, it, I got more that he's always he asks Joel for his opinions well, like mm-hmm. oh, do you remember this because I'm not really sure as well that's why it's been on the run for that's so why long. It's in my brain. What mm-hmm. I could see them doing if they're going to adapt it is sort of perhaps changing that dynamic a little bit, perhaps edging and Henry up and then making Sam his son. So it's a direct parallel oh. between Ellie and Joel. I mean, yeah. I don't know whether I'd like that, but I can sort of see them doing it from a like, yeah. dramatic standpoint. I quite like the young brother vibes that you get when when Ellie's hanging out with uh, Sam and they're sort of like you know she gives him the the toy to play with and stuff. It's I like, need Sam to be cool. the same. So it's like a bit younger than Ellie, who he's trying to like impress as mm. such and like yeah. we haven't um, we haven't uh, bothered casting Sam and I don't know who I'd have on the top of my head unless yeah. you guys have anybody there was a there was a jokey pick I thought of the, the the boy I think he's only ever cast in Halloween okay the one who's in the room with a babysitter before he just oh god yeah sees <laughs> Parker Mars and <laughs> runs away hilarious but um, Sam isn't really a funny character Sam's more mm. sort of like down just like the point where he picks up that uh, that toy and he's not allowed it. Yeah, I think, like, like I said, that. it's more maybe the roles that they play as opposed to, like, well, it's just as much, but someone like Sam has a very specific role to play. So whoever you're going to cast is going to have to uh, deliver a particular scene. Um, so next up is uh, Marlene Lester. Oh, do we go over your Henry's, Josh? I can quickly go through mine. I've do got, it! Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Ciao. who has been in uh, Sorry to Bother You and again was in Short Term 12. Please watch Short Term 12. It's really good. <laughs> I think he's, again, he's one of my favorite actors currently working today. Like, he's so exciting. I think he can play that older brother vibe mm. so well. I think he's about the same age. And I've also got Tyler James Williams, who you might know from as being Chris in Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> But he yeah, was yeah. in The Walking Dead a few years ago, which obviously similar vibes to The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. He was great in that as well. Like, I think he's got sort of something similar yeah. to the role. More or less just that character aged up a little bit with <laughs> the younger brother. Um, uh, so those are my shouts. But Shout. also I think uh, Brandon Scott from the game could just... Just oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But even yeah, like like I said before, it's like you could have you could have the Henry and Sam episode. Like you, know, you can kind of like you still like any of these would dominate. Like especially Lakeith. Like I mean yeah, like in Sorry to Bother. Like go every movie that we're citing that these people are from. Go watch those movies. They're all, all great, absolutely okay. brilliant. Uh, last one we've got is Marlene. Um, now I th- I went back and forward on this. Ben Roy, I think yours. Um, I don't know what you've got yet, Josh. But Ben Roy, yours was really good. I've got Naomi Harris who plays um, Money Penny now in the yes. new Bond uh, series. Mm-hmm. But then also. Um, just before we came in, I thought there's a perfect cast in there as well. I'm going to butcher her name, <laughs> Thandy Newton from oh, yeah. Uh, Westworld. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. From Mission Impossible too. Both well. of them could be excellent choices. But Naomi Harris, I feel like you could see her leading the Fireflies and being like that that character that you're not so sure about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Turns out that she's actually behind a lot of it. Like 
Yeah. And she knows really what's going on. I think casting Marlene is going to be difficult because she's not in the game much, but she plays such a pivotal role in the ending. Mm. She's such a major part of that gut punch and why it works. Yeah. You need to get it spot on. That, that, I'm thinking of the, the way that that goes, the gut, uh, the gut wrenching scene that comes towards the end. I went towards Lupita Nyongo. Because um, I think oh, she's so expressive, and yeah. I think she's like she's so lovable at the very like you know she she plays these really warm characters, but she has such a range, and like I think she could sell that the final scene, let's say, with Marlene. That's true. I think the ex- like oh yeah, you mentioned a good point there. Like the ex- the expression, like Lupian. Like know? if you seen her in yeah, Us, like yeah, that is mad. That would work. I can see like the uh, almost like the heartbroken, can't believe it, sort of million percent pleading to Joel. Oh yeah, and those I like, like big soulful eyes. She would like, almost yeah. bookend the season. Like she's yeah. there at the beginning, there at the end of it. It's just one season for the game and she's so and memorable in everything as if well. we do left behind flashbacks which a josh brown original idea here which i think <laughs> is excellent uh-huh. i would have uh in one of those flashbacks as well just mm. just to yeah use uh, utilize the character of marlene just a character, little bit more we didn't uh, cast riley but we might end up doing like a, a follow-up thing but i yeah. think yeah I, I would open the season on the left behind story and then let that be the, the See, that's, that's our i think our biggest disagreement because i think mm. it needs the impact of the infection starting yeah, maybe. For, for me, yeah, the only reason I don't want that at the beginning is because I, I think if you do that at the beginning, then you can't do the Sarah Joel stuff. I think mm. it would be weird to then go back and have that. I think that's such maybe. a perfect cold open. We, but, did, we didn't cast uh, Joel's daughter either. That, which Sarah, is, no. Yeah. Sarah. I have, fine. Oh, sorry. I yes, have use your uh, Marlene. Regina King. Is oh! One. I think that would be a good shout. Like, She's so phenomenal. Honestly, I, I haven't even seen Watchmen, right? But... I've seen her in a... Why have you not seen Watchmen? I don't know. I try to watch it. It's not on Now TV anymore. Josh! Her performance in If Beale Street Could Talk blew me away. It's that same sort of motherly kind of... like thing, like the strong, the, the the breakdown. I just think Regina King is really good. She would absolutely sell uh, Marlene's final scene. Yeah. Her yell, which she does a lot of, she does a lot of Regina yelling in uh, Watchmen. It's kind of her thing. Um, oh, that's that's, that's the, beautiful. That's that the one. best casting. Like I for why good ones there of Naomi Harris, <laughs> and then you've just come and just like legged me over, and I'm dead now. A blister Yes. But, uh, yeah, you guys can come find us on social media. Let us know what you think of the Last of Us uh, TV show and who you would cast in all the prominent roles. For now, though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host got Tilford joined by Ben White Turner. Endure and survive. And Josh Brown. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.